Welcome to Mastering Your Financial Life, hosted by Judy Heft, the founder and CEO of Judith Heft & Associates, financial and lifestyle concierge. This year, she's celebrating 27 years in business. In every episode, Judy interviews professionals who help others successfully manage their financial lives. You can find this show on YouTube, LinkedIn, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Podcasts, Stitcher, and more. Judy is the author of two books, How to Be Smart, Successful, and Organized with Your Money for a Better Today and Tomorrow, and her latest book, Mastering Your Financial Life Cycles, How to Successfully Manage Money in Every Decade of Life. You can read chapters of her books and catch prior episodes of the show at www.judithheft.com. Now, here's the host of Mastering Your Financial Life, Judy Heft. Hello, everybody. Welcome to the 65th episode of Mastering Your Financial Life. I'm really excited to be here with my good friend, Aaron Ardley. Aaron is the founder and president of Dynama Insurance, but Aaron was my first guest and I was pretty nervous that day. And so it's great to have her back at 65 episodes now. So it's great to have Aaron back here. Aaron and I have known each other for a long time. She's a uh, the found, like I said before, she's the founder and president of Dynama Insurance, and she is one thing I love about working with Erin. Well, her motto is transparency, and that's really true because if you have a review and you go to Erin with it, your client has an insurance review, she'll tell you honestly if she doesn't think that she can do better. But she also has access to all of the vendors out there that sell insurance. She's because she's independent, so she can always really get you the best prices, the best deal, the best everything. So I'm really thrilled to be here with Erin. There's nothing too small or too complicated for her. She does all different kinds of life insurance, long-term care, health, disability, and anything else you need. So welcome, Erin. Thank you so much. Thanks for having me. It's fun to be back and to see how your show has progressed with 65 episodes already. <laughs> it's exciting. Yeah. So today we're going to talk about insurance. Not always the most exciting topic, but with Aaron, we're going to make it fun. So, you know, what's the most important advice? You know, a lot of people come and they don't have any insurance and they don't know what's the difference between term, what's life, do I need long-term care, I have a business, do I need disability? What's the most important thing that you tell them? So the most important thing if you're shopping for new insurance is to work with an independent broker so that you can have someone that's on your side of the table helping you evaluate all the options. If you go to an insurance company or an agent that works at an insurance company, guess what they're going to sell you? Their company's products. <laughs> so if you work with an agent or someone, again, that is at an insurance company, they have a different goal, which is to help meet their quotas that their employer has given them. Whereas if you work with an independent broker, the independent broker has a fiduciary obligation and responsibility to act in your best interest. So an independent broker can go out and get you quotes from multiple companies, show you multiple products and educate you and explain how they're different and which one is going to be best for you. There's no one company that's going to have the best product for everyone. So it's very important to be able to customize the solution that fits your needs at that time. 
So that's really great information because I don't think a lot of people understand the difference between going to an independent broker or going to one of the firms that they know the name, they've heard the name all their life and they think, oh, let me go to them. You know, they're going to help me. But no, they're only going to be looking at that one particular product. So if they go to somebody like you who is independent, you have the world at your fingertips in the insurance industry and you can really show them what's best for them. So it's always important to work with somebody independent. So that- that Yeah, I mean, I would say most people don't realize there's three ways you can shop for insurance. You can go to the company directly, in which case you should go to multiple companies and, and do that comparison yourself. You can go online and there are sites online where you will see multiple companies, but you won't really get an education. You'll just see which company's cheapest and you won't know if that is the best company for you or if paying a few dollars more would get you something better or you can work with an independent broker that does the best of both worlds they will do the shopping and comparison but provide the education for you and the price is the same so you know we tell our clients you're essentially getting my 20 plus years of expertise and our hand holding and our educational process at no extra charge we're not able to mark up the product to include you know, to cover the cost of all that extra that we give you. It's just the way that we like to do business because it's transparent and educational and we think is best for the consumer. Yeah. So that's really great information. So do you charge people a fee when they come to you looking for insurance? No, no. The price is just the price of the insurance. And again, that price is the same whether you do it with or without our help. <laughs> So that kind of makes sense to get help from a professional, which I always say on all my podcasts anyway, it's always yes. better than use a professional. Sometimes you have to pay and in your case you don't. And it's just really the best way to go because you know you're getting the best product out there. I mean, and the, the other piece of advice I would give people is to involve those other professionals. Ask your estate planning attorney, your accountant, your wealth advisor, your Judith Hefton Associates advisor to help you, to give you input, to steer you in the right way. You know, your advisors have looked at insurance probably hundreds of times, whereas maybe you've only looked at insurance once or twice in your life. So engage the experts and don't be afraid to pay them if you need to, because again, they, they're going to have insights that you probably don't have. So don't want to have, right? So pick their brains. <laughs> so I'm sure there's plenty of mistakes that people make when they're looking for insurance, especially if they're doing it online and going to one particular place or not using a, a specialist, an expert like yourself. So what are some of the mistakes that people can avoid when buying insurance? No. I would say the number one mistake would be not comparison shopping. I've seen people spend more time comparison shopping for a pair of sneakers or a pair of jeans than they do for an insurance policy that they might keep for the next 20, 30, 50 years. So it, insurance is something that once you buy it, you really are mostly locked in and your plan is to keep it for a long time. So don't rush comparison shop, get an education, engage the experts around you and make sure that you're making the wise decision. Uh, that said, don't let the process intimidate you to the point that you procrastinate. That is probably the second biggest mistake that I see. You know, you're only going to be your age now. You're not getting any younger. Sadly, none of us are. <laughs> Most of us aren't getting healthier. So even something as simple as term life insurance, every year older you are, it's going to be about six to 7% more expensive, assuming your health is the same. Um, for something like long-term care insurance, the most recent statistics tell us that of the people who thought they were healthy and applied for insurance in their 50s, 20% were declined. And that number jumps to 
in the 30s if people are in their early or later 60s, as high as 38%. So procrastination is not going to be your friend in helping you have the best pricing and the most options. Oh, that's really helpful. So what do you think is the best age to get long-term care insurance? So that's a great question. A lot of people say that 50 is the right age to look at long-term care insurance. And I've been saying for a few years now that 40 is the new 50 in that sense. And it's precisely because we see people in their 50s that aren't able to get coverage or it's too expensive. So now the reason people in their 40s are looking into long-term care insurance is we have policies that have evolved over the past few years. Uh, they're nicknamed hybrid policies and they combine permanent life insurance with long-term care insurance. So rather than just buying term insurance, you can have a policy that covers you in the God forbid you passed away prematurely, but you also have a policy that if you live a long, happy life is a legacy to your family. And if you need long-term care insurance, you can actually spend the entire benefit on yourself paying for your care. So this is something where there's a lot of options that you can get from this single type of policy. And those are becoming more popular with clients you know, as young as 40. Wow, that's great to know. I never thought of uh, recommending that to someone so young, but it makes a lot of sense when you're talking about it. You know, we, I was thinking 50s, maybe late 50s, you know, for the people that don't want to self-insure. But when there's this health uh, life insurance aspect of it, part of it, it's great to know that you can do that. You can leave the legacy if you want to, but if you need it, it's there for you. I love that. We also have policies now that offer shorter payment plans. So you know, 10 annual payments or even a single payment. I find that some younger people like that idea of just saying, I can make this one payment and never have to think about this again. Uh, the policy is fully guaranteed to 120. So I just know I've got this. I could hopefully don't, never need it or hopefully need it decades from now, but I don't have to think about planning for it and qualifying for it later. Um, those are also possible or I'm saying those policies are also of interest when we have clients that have gotten an inheritance or maybe a settlement, a divorce settlement, um, something along those lines where they can reallocate some funds and take that stress of long-term care off of their mind. Oh, that's a great suggestion. I love that idea. I'm going to have to keep that in mind if anybody asks me. Thanks for that, Erin. That's terrific. So we're going to take a little break now, a little commercial break, and then we'll come back and we're going to talk some more with Erin. Hey there. I just want to tell you a little bit about my new book that just came out called Mastering Your Financial Life Cycles. And here it is. It's how to successfully manage your money in every decade of life. I co-authored this with my CFO, Liz Levy, and together we created this manual that's going to help you through every stage of life. We talk about having a baby. We talk about young adulthood, pre-retirement, what to do when you're at that age of retirement. If you're contemplating divorce, do you need an estate plan? We cover all of these, each subject in a different chapter. And I really think that you're gonna find this so helpful because at the end of every chapter, we have checklists that you can look at and you can use and they can be a guide for you. So this is a wonderful manual that we've created. It's available on Amazon. You can also find it on our website at judithhepp.com book. And we're here for you. If you need anything, reach out. I hope you enjoy the book. Here's another picture of it, just so you know what's going on. Here it is. And I'm really proud of it. It's my second book. And I'd love to have you uh, read it and give me your feedback. Judy Heft, JudithHeft, JudithHeft.com, financial and lifestyle concierge. 
celebrating 26 years in business. And over the years, I've learned so much. And what I've been trying to do is impart a little bit of this knowledge to you so I can help all of you become as financially organized as I am. And we're back. We're back here with Aaron Ardley, founder and CEO of Dynama Insurance. So, you know, I think insurance can be very confusing to most people. If you're not in the business, you don't, you know, you live it, you know it, you can talk off the top of your head about it. But there's so many different types of insurance out there. And, you know, I know people come to you at different stages of life. So what, you know, I, you know, like when they're early first married or when they just had a baby or maybe they're getting divorced or becoming into widowhood, you know, how do you recommend to them what is the best policy to get? Sure. Well, first of all, I think insurance can be confusing. There's a lot of lingo. There can be a lot of abbreviations. And don't be afraid to ask questions. Most people buy insurance, you know, a few times in their life at best. So most advisors like myself don't expect our clients to be the experts. We've we've heard plenty of quote unquote stupid questions and there really is no stupid question. So sometimes clients come to me and they're embarrassed. They don't know certain things about the industry. And it's better to just be honest and ask questions. And you know, we, I, I definitely don't expect someone to come to me with some advanced level of knowledge of insurance. So don't be shy. And if someone is using lingo and not explaining things and talking over your head, talk to someone else. Um, you want to feel educated and empowered when you are buying a financial product. So um, that said, at different stages of life, there are certainly different types of insurance that are going to be more appropriate. Often when we have clients that are getting married, having a baby, getting started in their career, we look at term life insurance. Term insurance is really simple, really inexpensive. It gives you a certain amount of coverage for a certain number of years, and you can lock in that price. So if you can get a policy when you're in your 20s or your 30s, you can lock in the premium for 10, 15, 20, even 30 years and know that you have that coverage to protect your family. So that's something that almost everyone ends up needing at some point. The younger you are and you get it, the better the prices that you can lock in. Um, another thing that is often overlooked is disability insurance. Many people say to me, well, Aaron, I have group life insurance and disability insurance through my job. Why do I need to talk to you? And what you have at work, oftentimes, if you're in excellent health for life insurance, you might be overpaying because the group policy is more of an average price. It covers super healthy people and not so healthy people. If you're the super healthy person, you're going to do better price-wise going out and buying your own individual policy. Disability insurance is often more economical at a, a group rate. However, it's often not portable. So if you leave your job or you lose your job, that policy might not go with you. And then you might be in a situation where your new company doesn't offer any coverage or coverage that's as good. So we always recommend getting your own individual disability policy that is yours, that you control, that you can have throughout your career. And if you get something extra through work, great, but have something that's within your control. That's a, let me just interrupt you here for a second. I have a question for you. So who needs disability? Because for some reason, I had this thing in my mind that you need disability if you're self-employed. You have your own business to w2 employees people that work for corporations they still need disability too and what does that really mean so disability i'm speaking of long-term disability insurance policies many companies offer short-term policies but long-term disabilities 
policies usually kick in after three or six months of a person not working due to an illness or an injury. And an interesting statistic is that you have a one in four chance in your career of being out of work for more than 90 days due to an illness or an injury. So whether you are you know, blue collar worker or a business owner or a very you know high performing person, you still should have disability insurance. Because if you imagine if something were to happen to you and you weren't able to work, wouldn't it be nice if money was coming into you and you weren't having to go into debt or deplete your savings while you were trying to get better? So oh, that's helpful. It's really important for everyone to have it again. Many companies offer it, but they might not offer as good of a policy or enough of a policy, or they might offer a great policy, but we don't want you to lose that if you switch jobs. Mm-hmm. I've seen so many people that had great coverage at big firms and then left to go start their own business. And then all of a sudden realize, oh no, I have to now recreate these benefits that my company was giving me for free. So one way to get ahead of that is to have your own disability policy that has a rider that says, if you all of a sudden lose group coverage or have a larger jump in income, you can expand your own individual policy without having to go through medical qualifications. So it's just a simple rider we add on that lets you essentially enlarge the benefit without having to go through any qualifications again. So that's something if you could get in your 20s or 30s and have it there for your career, it's a very wise thing to do and it can be very inexpensive. Well, that's really helpful. And so then I guess the next thing we're going to talk about is whole life and explain that. How you know what's so, you know, and I think people think life insurance, do they know if it's term? Do they know whole life? Do they know anything about it? Yeah, so whole life people tend to use whole life when they mean permanent insurance. And it's really important. Again, this goes back to that idea of comparison shopping and education. There's actually four types of permanent insurance, and whole life is one of those types. So there's also universal life, index universal life, and variable life, and they all have different aims. And so it's very important to compare at least two of these types of insurance before purchasing one. Um, Three of the four types are often sold as an investment. Uh, And I personally am not a huge fan of using cash value inside of an insurance policy as an investment. I would rather you have insurance for insurance sake and your investments separately and and work with a good financial advisor. I think too many times in the insurance industry, you know, we're paid commission. And so the bigger the policy, the more we get paid. And sometimes I see people selling insurance policies for things that really insurance is not the right tool to solve that problem, but it does provide a higher commission. So super important if you're looking at permanent insurance to compare multiple types of policies, to look at riders, Does this have a long-term care rider? Does it have uh, a disability waiver of premium where I don't have to pay the premium if I'm unable to work rider? Understand all those options because there really is so much more than just whole life when it comes to permanent insurance. Uh, Permanent insurance is going to be a lot more expensive than term insurance. It's going to be appropriate for legacy planning, estate planning. Um, It might not be something that is a goal of a younger person, But as clients get into their 40s, 50s, 60s, many times they do look at permanent insurance to be a part of their overall plan, again, of what they want their legacy to be. Um, It's very necessary if you have a legacy that includes assets that are illiquid. So if you have, have a client that has commercial real estate, he wants to leave that to his children. His children will have to pay an estate tax in order to keep those buildings. 
So the insurance is there to provide that tax liquidity for them so they can keep the buildings. If they don't have the insurance, they might have to sell the buildings because they won't have the ability to pay the taxes. I have another client that has a very large art collection that they want to leave to their children, but the children will need money to insure that art, store that art, properly maintain that art. And so they have insurance that's permanent insurance designed to help with those costs that they know that their heirs are going to have. So life insurance is important if someone will be hurt financially, if something happens to you, but it can also be used in a more sophisticated way to think about your goals, your legacy, what you're leaving to your heirs. And that's something where, again, you want to engage your team. You want to work with a good attorney, a good financial advisor, and create that plan of that roadmap of what your legacy looks like. And many times insurance is a, an important part of that. But again, go back to that comparison shopping, that educational piece. Make sure you ask a lot of questions and understand which exact type of policy is going to be right for your goals, because it's not one size fits all. So, you know, Aaron, that's really interesting. Listening to you explain these last few topics, I'm thinking to myself, this is why people need to go to an experienced uh, broker. They need to talk to someone because it's so confusing. It's just, you know, I don't understand a lot of it and I've heard it a million times, but I think it's really important to reach out to a professional because there's so many different types of insurance out there. How do you know what's the right one for you? And to make an educated decision, you need to talk to a professional. So that's great. I'm really happy to hear that. So, you know, there's, you know, one of the things I wanted to ask you just as we're ending here, I know that, excuse me, over the last few years, I've heard other insurance people say, you know, people are selling these older policies. They're worth more than the money that they put into that. Can you touch on that a little bit? Sure. So when someone has a policy that they no longer want or need, um, it is possible to sell that policy on the third market. And that transaction is called a life settlement. And what happens is a group of investors purchases the policy and maintains it because they believe that they can make a good return when that person passes away. So the first thing about a life settlement is it's certainly not for everyone. You do have to get over the idea that a group of investors, again, not a, not a person sitting there crossing their fingers, but, but that there is a, a group of investors that owns insurance on your life and that benefits when you pass away. So I do find that some people just, just can't get past that idea um, and they, that deters them from doing it. Um, that said, I've had clients where they bought a policy for a particular need, estate tax or protecting their children. And over time, that need has changed and the policy no longer meets their goals or it's too expensive. And so rather than simply letting it lapse, they will try to sell it. And sometimes they can sell it for a multiple of what they would have gotten had they simply cashed it in and walked away from it. So in New York State, a broker must be licensed to offer life settlements. So again, it's important to work with someone that is familiar and licensed um, and can help you go out to a network of qualified buyers and negotiate for the highest possible price. This is typically something that is only going to be available for clients that are 65 and older or have a significant health issue. The investors out there are looking for policies that they can maintain over, say, 10 to 15 years, not 30, 40, 50 years. So this is typically something you see in the senior marketplace, um, again, where clients have a less of a you know long life ahead of them that makes more sense for the investors so again it's important to talk to someone who's experienced in this i am licensed to provide life settlements in new york state 
um, and certainly can work with people around the country and in other states as well. Um, but it's important to find out the exact parameters. And it's, it's always worth asking the question, if you have a policy that you're going to get rid of, um, that you don't want, that doesn't suit you well, it is just, again, a question to ask and something that you might explore. Oh, thanks for that, Erin. That was a good explanation. So this was great to have you here today. I'm really, I always love talking to you and learning more about, you know, your industry. I, like I said, it's a little confusing to me and other lay people, I think. So it's great to have your expertise. So how can our listeners find you? So you can simply Google me. I'm the only Erin Ardley in the world. <laughs> um, you can go to dynamainsurance.com. You can find me on LinkedIn as well. And uh, my email is Aaron at dynamainsurance.com. So we're based in New York City. We work with clients nationwide. And again, as an independent brokerage, we represent all the major insurance companies. Uh, there's no fee or charge to call and have a consultation. And we help clients that are getting new insurance as well as helping clients review their existing insurance that they may have questions about. So always happy to talk to any of the advisors or any of the clients that are watching your show. Oh, thank you so much, Erin. This was great. It's always a pleasure talking to you. Likewise. Thank you for having me. I look, I look forward to coming back for the 165th episode. Okay. You know what? You're booked. <laughs> Schedule it now. <laughs> Thank you for tuning in to Mastering Your Financial Life, hosted by Judy Heft. You can read chapters of her books and catch prior episodes of the show at www.judithheft.com. Thank you for your positive comments and sharing this show with others.